Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. If you're not entitled, why don't you help out by hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by A22Yellow. Parents expect me, 17-year-old female, to stay past turning 18, to continue to be a live-in nanny and help them with their house payments. I've been sitting on this for a very long time and have waited until I was at a semi-safe or moderately safe place to say anything. I'm hopefully moving out on the 28th and feel like I can post this whether they see it or not, there's nothing they can truly do at this point. It's kind of long, but this story took place over several years, so I feel like I've condensed it with enough detail to make somewhat sense. I've been watching my three younger siblings since I was 14, and we just moved to a different state. And at that point, the youngest kid was two and a half, now six. Up until then, I'd never had a very good relationship with any of them, barely hung out with them, stayed mostly at and with my grandmother, and didn't even have a good relationship with my parents. I was resentful of them because of my parents, mom and stepdad's very obvious favoritism of them. It started small, just an hour or two, and then quickly devolved into watching them for hours on end into the night when they made friends with neighbors and went out, to watching them nearly full time and when the parents were home just before the pandemic hit. I watched them with no pay, unless you count them feeding, housing, and not giving me to an abuser as payment like they did. Until then, and they started with $25 a week, no exceptions, and it didn't matter how much I actually worked, and I never actually touched any cash. They would buy things for me if they had money on the side from their own spending. The pandemic made it very, very easy to guilt trip me into watching them all the time and sacrificing everything. There's several different stories I could tell, but some of the quick points are... I let them pull me from school to do all virtual, despite having some apprehension. They pressed this solely so I could watch and pick the kids up after they went to school. I let them pay me and then hold this pay over my head. I'd be nothing without them. They'll just not even offer the gracious money they're offering and make me do anything. They'll kick me out, stop feeding me, etc. I let them continue to pull me out of school for my senior year. Another long story. And I'd always said through the pandemic, I wanted to do my senior year in person. I let them ruin my relationship with my girlfriend for a long while before I put my foot down and repaired it, going steady since sophomore year, as serious as a high school level relationship can get, and I let them take my opportunity to get a job and license and work for them with 45 to 60 hour work weeks babysitting. These kids are not angels, heck, not even part angel. They go unchecked and undisciplined. I'm the only one they even semi-listen to. And that's a 50-50 chance. They run around like banshees, hit and scream, and are just generally bad kids. They're constantly on a screen and have been as long as I remember, watching scary videos and murdery videos. 
and things generally young children shouldn't be watching. They stay up as late as I do. I've had trouble sleeping literally since I was a baby, and I'm trying to help myself without becoming dependent on melatonin and such so I don't become immune, and even sometimes later. For reference, that can mean 4 to 5 to 6 a.m., and sometimes I get knocks on my door asking for food and such. It's not just me who says these things. My grandmother who watches them when we go back to our hometown, my family who sees them, my girlfriend's family who's seen them act this way, their teachers, etc. also say this or say it more politely. The youngest is the worst, going the most unchecked and ignored, and when she's bad, it's, well, she has ADHD, so... No, it's not an excuse, not even a diagnosis. You just don't parent her and don't want to help her, mom. I have ADD, diagnosed, unmedicated because my mom refused to remedicate me after the last pills made it difficult to maintain weight and gave me facial tics. I understand that sometimes it's not fun or easy for people to be around me, but even I can say I don't think she has ADHD. Or even if she does have it, I think she has a mom who doesn't discipline her and instead encourages bad behaviors. It's ridiculous. The middle kid's becoming more mature at 9 but still unchecked and doesn't listen. The oldest is now 12 and realizing his parents don't actually parent and is becoming resentful as the younger girls get favored because he's getting prepped to be the next me. I understand the whole older kids babysitting younger kids thing, but you cannot expect a 14-year-old who barely recognized her siblings' voices to be able to cope with that kind of childcare job. Heck, I don't even really like children. And even as a kid, I didn't really hang out with younger kids than me because I found them annoying. Ironic, I know, because I was probably just as annoying. Making me do this made me resent them even more, in all honesty. It was exhausting and made me a resentful person for a while. And I still am very angry and have a lot of pent-up frustration that I'm trying to work through. I don't think I've ever been capable of caring properly for these kids in my honest opinion. And they should have either a real babysitter or after-school care. I've had several breakdowns and am just not mentally well enough for this job. And my concerns and valid points for this have been ignored. When we moved towns, 23 minute drive between my house and my girlfriend's house for reference, they got very, very bold. My biological dad is dead, and because of that, my mother receives a survivor's check with stipulations as to where it can be spent. My entire family bashes her for refusing to use that money correctly and abusing it, and it's an extremely sore and sensitive spot between us, especially with all the jokes that they use my check for themselves and that the money isn't really for me but them and how they quite literally refused to let me stay in my hometown where I was happier and healthier because that meant they'd lose the check. They've openly admitted that they were never going to let me know of its existence because they didn't want me to know. I found out the only reason they can afford the house we're in is because of the check. They depend on this despite having a second job and well-paying government jobs. You might say, well, the pandemic. But no, they've admitted if they just cut back on frivolous things like that $1,000 armchair they bought in December and my mom's purses and all of their other BS, they'd be able to do it on their own. They guilt trip me by saying that if I don't stay, they'll lose the house and it'll be all my fault. Eventually, it all came to a head back in October. I put my foot down and demanded I get a job. 
I needed money for college and had nothing to show for my life and had no way to pay for college. Not even a license to get there at that point. This ended in a huge blowout fight where I did some things I regret. I called names, kicked a recycling can over, punched a wall, got on my parents' faces when they did mine, essentially stooped to their level, and I'm ashamed to admit it, but I'll own up to my mistakes. And she trashed my room and told me she'd never let me leave and that as long as I was her kid, I had no say in anything and my life was hers to control essentially. She went on a rampage saying how she'd take every contact to everyone I knew away and how she'd make everyone hate me and how she'd make it so I couldn't physically leave because I was all alone and had no one. I'm extremely afraid of this. I'm afraid of people leaving me. I'm afraid of people not coming back. And she knew this as she said it all. I snapped out of it at that point. Realized I had a scared dog upstairs who'd be coming back to my bedroom with glass everywhere. Because my mom threw a box of 20 or so glass bottles on the floor. Collected for recycling. Realized I had a girlfriend I loved who wanted to be in my life. School to attend that I couldn't if she were to take my laptop and that I would still have to watch her kids to actually eat and survive here. I immediately backpedaled and apologized and went along with what she was saying. I was promised therapy, pills, help with the kids, whatever BS she spilled out and I knew everything was a lie. I refused to watch them until we had an agreement. And then I was paid $32 a week flat. I'd be leaving Friday to Sunday for a real job in my old town with my girlfriend. So I lost Friday's money. Whatever, I'd be making way more at the new job. It was supposed to be in cash, but that stopped about a month afterward where it was put on a cash app card, but only with whatever they could spare depending on my wants and their extra money that they didn't spend. Since then, I've been threatened to be held at my house so I'd be fired with my phone turned off because my job's policy is if you don't show up to a scheduled shift without any kind of notice, with an exception to emergencies of course, then you're fired. They run a formal restaurant that's successful and can't risk liabilities like people who don't show up, which I understand. I've been avoiding a bank account because I don't want her to access my money. I cash my money with my girlfriend and hold it at her house, not mine. I'm looking for a car and I'm getting ready to make a DMV appointment the week of my birthday. Hopefully, along with a bank and savings account and walker's license. They've been getting more and more aggressive with saying I'm not leaving to the point it's mentioned at least once a day. At first it was, you aren't leaving until you graduate so we have someone to watch the kids. Then it was that they needed my check to pay their mortgage and wouldn't get it unless I stayed. And now it's that I'll stay until the end of or beginning of, depending on the mood I guess, summer to help them in their time of need. They've threatened to put me in a psych ward, to have me arrested, to give my family members up for things they have asked them to do to guilt trip me, and to have my girlfriend's parents arrested for harboring me as a runaway after I'm 18. I don't think they can do that unless I'm in danger, which I'm not, and her family can pass a wellness check with flying colors, which I agree with. I also can prove I have a paying job, nutritious food to eat, and a safe place to stay. I'm not a nanny. I've been prevented in furthering my life, and I've been withheld from getting the necessary things to survive on my own. I owe nothing to them or their kids, and in self-preservation, have to let them be on their own and figure their own crap out. I didn't want kids. 
I didn't buy a house I couldn't afford and depend on a government check to help me along. I need to go to school to get the kind of job I want. For the love of God, I hope OP gets out of there ASAP. Do you agree with me that OP should get everything planned up right up until the moment they're leaving and not mention a single word? Just one day or night, just totally slip out, pack everything up and disappear? Try to slip right under their noses? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by Craggle Tom. Evil Mama Bear told me to use my own money, so I did. As many know, my sister tried to get money out of me a lot when we were kids, and she never wanted to pay back any loans, so I almost never loaned her anything. On this day, I was 14 and was essentially babysitting my sister around the mall. It was a Saturday, and my dad was at work. Evil Mama Bear wanted to get her hair and nails done, so she told me to walk my sister around in the mall. We went to a few places, and my sister blew through $40 pretty much right away. Then she tried to drag me into a lingerie store. Yeah, my 11-year-old sister tried to take me to look at ladies' underwear. I refused to go in, and she pouted. So we went to the food court. Sis went for her favorite food there, and I got a burger if I recall correctly. Then Sis dragged me around some more, and we went to the video store. Sis wanted to buy a DVD of a new movie that was released at the time, but pretty quickly noticed she'd blown through half of her money in one day. So she asked me to buy the DVD. I don't remember what it was, but I do remember not wanting it. Sis tried to say that it would be a family DVD we could watch together. I still said I wasn't buying it, so she had a tantrum, but I just ignored it. Following that, we went to the game store, and while there, Sis found a video game she really wanted, but I did not. I think it was a Grand Theft Auto game or something, but I was and still am bored by those. And besides, I couldn't even buy it for her even if I wanted to because it was an M-rated game. And you had to be an adult to buy it. She had another fit, and then we met up back with Evil Mama Bear. Sis cried to her that I didn't buy her anything and she was low on cash. I said it wasn't my job to buy her anything, and she had her own money. Sis whined about how badly she wanted the DVD and how we could have watched it together. Evil Mama Bear tried to order me to just go and buy the DVD by saying it didn't matter if I used my own money or not, it was going to be a family-used DVD. I told her I didn't care, and it wasn't even a movie I wanted to see. Evil Mama Bear got on my face and again ordered me to go buy the DVD with my own money, while pointing in the direction of the video store. So I just laughed and said that I wouldn't. Even through all the makeup on her face, I could see how red she was turning. Then I said I would use my own money the way I want to, and just started walking. I walked straight back to the video store bought a much cheaper used anime DVD that I wanted instead, then went back to the game store and bought a used copy of Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, back when a used copy still only cost 20 bucks. Well, my Legend of Karen mother called me selfish and said I was a bad brother. I just reminded her of how my money was my own. And even dad told her that. I won't spend it on anything I don't want. We left the mall and both my mother and sister refused to speak to me for the rest of the day. I took the GameCube into my room and had a blast playing Zelda. We did have another copy of the same game, but my sister liked to hoard it for some reason because she knew I liked playing it. Whenever I mentioned I wanted to play certain games, my sister suddenly had a renewed interest in them and then insisted on playing them again first, so getting my own copies when I could was a must because I could keep them in my room. 
Still have that Wind Waker game too as it was one of my first few games. My sister managed to not steal or break when she stole the Xbox 360 and destroyed three other game systems at my dad's house. I feel bad for OP because they're just trying to have something that is their own and fulfills their interests and entertains them. And it seems like it's a two front war on both sides trying to prevent them from having anything they like. It's no surprise they're called Evil Mama Bear. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both of these stories, which one was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.